On today's episode, in measuring the economy, we're doing it wrong. Today's episode is brought to you by engineering.com, a globally trusted source for engineering content. Check out this and many other exclusive videos for the engineering professional found only on engineering.com TV today. There's not much in common between economists and engineers. Both use some pretty high-level mathematics, and both are very concerned with metrology. Measuring things is essential to both endeavors. And while engineers strive for both accuracy and repeatability, economics, sometimes called the dismal science, in my opinion, plays pretty fast and loose with numbers. Unfortunately, this has real-world applications. And consider civil engineering. When Hurricane Katrina devastated the Gulf Coast in August 2005, it surpassed Hurricane Andrew in 1992 as the costliest hurricane to ever hit the U.S., Damage estimates ran between $100 and $145 billion. Yet the Congressional Budget Office and investment houses Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch, as well as then-President Bush's economic advisors, well, they determined that the effect on the national economy would be limited and temporary, and more importantly, that rebuilding would generate a substantial economic rebound. Katrina, or more accurately, the extensive investment in rebuilding the staggering damage, was a driver of faster economic growth in 2006. Now, it doesn't take an engineer to see the irrationality of this kind of math. When a civil engineer designs a structure, the design anticipates an expected lifetime that might be 30, 50, or 75 years. Some structures are designed with an indefinite lifetime, and the durability required to meet those targets comes at a cost, both in materiel and labor to build the structures. It costs more to build a stone bridge that lasts 500 years than a precast concrete one that will be expected to be rebuilt in 30. Now, when a natural disaster, or war for that matter, destroys a large number of structures, the economic loss is not just measured in what it costs to rebuild those buildings, but in the economic value lost in the remainder of the original structure's design life. There are years or decades of service that are lost when a building is destroyed or demolished before it reaches its design life expectancy. Now, the economists call this kind of thing opportunity cost. If you knock down a building or replace it with a new one, there is greater utility, meaning profit, in the new structure. But there were also profits to be made from retaining the old one, and the real economic value of the project is the net difference between the two. The original Twin Towers in Manhattan contained about 10 million square feet of office space. The replacement, One World Trade Center, has about 3.5 million. Now, it's largely forgotten that the original Twin Towers were designed to kickstart what was expected to be a renaissance in Lower Manhattan, something which never happened, and the new structure more closely matches demand for commercial space at the tip of the island. So the economists would claim that the construction of it in the aftermath of the 9-11 attacks was stimulative to the tune of the $3.9 billion it cost to build, and that it also addressed the glut of office space in Lower Manhattan, more closely matching supply to demand in the commercial real estate market. But the original Twin Towers were designed by the structural engineering firm Worthington, Skilling, Hella, and Jackson to last 100 years. The terrorist attack effectively cost the economy 70 years of remaining life expectancy of the buildings, something which economists simply don't count. Of course, sometimes it goes the other way. This is a Bailey Bridge, a quick-build World War II innovation designed to facilitate the movement of materiel across rivers in a combat zone. Designed to last months rather than years, and then be dismantled later, thousands of these things are still in use today, thanks to regular maintenance and modern coatings for corrosion control. Now, engineers don't design for terrorist attacks or earthquakes or hurricanes, but they do design for the probability of things like natural disasters. But when a once-in-a-lifetime storm devastates a city, that's simply not good for the economy, no matter what the economists say. Well, that's it for today's audio version of End of the Line, brought to you by Engineering.com. 
If you like this podcast, subscribe to engineering.com to get personalized story recommendations, follow topics you care about, and participate with the global engineering community. You can also watch this podcast as a video along with our other exclusive series only on engineering.com TV. Thanks for tuning in.